Welcome to I Like the Way You Work It, a podcast from your friends at Dateline Digital Printing. At Dateline, we care a lot about taking unusually good care of people and helping them do their very best work. This podcast is a gift to the remarkable people we have the honor of serving. And now, I Like the Way You Work It, with your host, Jeff Welch. Everybody, what is up? I'm Jeff Welch, and welcome to another episode of I Like the Way You Work. Today, I am sharing a conversation with Allison Pugh, who is in talent acquisition at Lowe's. And we talk about the importance of caring about your work. We talk about the struggle, maybe, of being an introvert who is in a job that requires a lot of people time, and some advice for job seekers. Allison is someone whom I've followed on Instagram for quite some time, and you can just tell that she really enjoys what she does. So uh, hopefully what you won't be able to tell is that today was literally the first time we've ever met one another. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. I think that we pulled it off pretty well. Enjoy. We're going to act almost like this isn't the first moment we just met. <laughs> Old friends. But yes. So hopefully, I, I, I feel like... Uh, just based on following you on Instagram a little bit, I think we have enough in common. I think so. That this doesn't have to be painful. Well, we certainly, I, I like that we kind of started interacting on social media. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like I know you. Exactly. And that's the funny thing. That's, that's what I think is remarkable about social media is you do, you develop at least a picture of someone. Maybe mm-hmm. it's not the whole thing, but you definitely get the vibes you know it's like, I, like, I like your vibes so well, good 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 <laughs> i see you you recently did you move your office are you upgrading your office what, what's that about yeah so i had kind of just taken a temporary office in the back but it's mm. lows constantly changing mm-hmm. and it got bulldozed down so <laughs> <laughs> it was time to move yeah <laughs> um so i just took an office right out there by the exit if you ever leave lows you walk right past walk me. right past mm-hmm. yes right I, all the dogs i often see people in there yeah never really sure what goes on behind that door but well now it's just me just you, just you, can you in there and say hi anytime <laughs> and you you seem to like you're you you travel a little bit you seem like you or you work from home sometimes or something mm-hmm. i don't know but you seem like you're you're pretty able to work wherever you're at yes do you prefer to have like a a home base or are you just good wherever it kind of depends i just recently came into this flexibility where i could Mm -hmm. work remotely um and of course um, at first it was too good to be true and i wanted to be home (laughs) all the time um but after you know a month or so of that you miss the the interaction and you miss the the buzz of the store so um especially with my new office being more convenient and just better situated i've definitely found myself in there quite a bit more even though i I can work from home but i miss my friends yeah no (laughs) i I can relate to that i also i get it's hard for me to work from home because there's all these other little chores that are like nagging at me like oh i could just throw some laundry in oh yeah and then it's like it becomes too easy to get into like no i need to be focused on this i need to go back to the office so i can not worry about the dishes or something that's 100 percent true yeah Yeah. if i'm being honest that's another reason i've been in the office a little bit more is because it's so easy I thought it would be worse. I, I like mm-hmm. my job so much and there's yeah. so much going on that it, it is somewhat easy to stay focused because it's just a constant 
flow of work yeah. um but it, it's definitely easy to be looking over the top of my laptop and see the dishes sitting there yeah. and get sidetracked well, I so just, i could take care of that real quick yeah but if you think about if you're you know in a, in a normal work day you do take breaks or sure. check your phone so you're just being a little bit more productive on yeah your break. you're just actually getting something else <laughs> yeah done. exactly yeah. <laughs> um how so tell me about what your 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 work really is what does somebody in the talent acquisition world do ta is really cool because it could, it's such a broad range. You know, you have everything from really data-driven jobs to really people-driven jobs. Mm-hmm. And luckily, Mindfall is kind of in the middle of that. So yeah. there's really a flavor for everybody there. Um, myself, I'm called Field Talent Acquisition with Lowe's. Um, so I am basically the boots on the ground recruiting efforts. So mm-hmm. I do some online sourcing. I work with um, like LinkedIn and social media, yeah. and I source people through there. Um, but really, I'm supposed to be out engaging with the community, kind of just actively seeking that one-on-one connection with our candidates. And you're you're trying to get the right people on the team. Yeah, exactly. So idea. we're acquiring talent, yeah. which can mean a variety of things. You sure. know, not everything that I do is a direct recruitment effort, you know, trying mm-hmm. to fill a position with a yeah. person. Um, it's more kind of building the brand yeah. of us as an employer. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so there's there's a, a marketing component in there too, Absolutely. and just in terms of having goodwill in the community and being well represented and all that good stuff. You, you are like super, at least online so <laughs> far. It hasn't been disproven in our interaction here, but you're super enthusiastic about your work, and like I I love that. I love people who um, don't hate Monday morning. I mean, you can you can want the three day weekend and all that good stuff. But I, I love people that are excited about the work they get to do. And that seems to show through in the kind of things you post and things that you seem to be interested in. So where, where does that come from? Is it just the work? Is it you? Is it a combination? That's, it's probably a combo, but I mean, it's just such an easy job to love. I truly, it sounds so cheesy, but <laughs> I, I catch myself waking up being like, I love my job. Yeah. Um, just because it has... Not only that flexibility and that autonomy, um, but it's doing exactly what I love to do. I love to connect with people. I love to tell them how much I love Lowe's and how much they might love Lowe's. And so um, it sounds cheesy, but there's not a secret. <laughs> I really just but absolutely true. love my job. <laughs> that's fantastic. I mean, that's a that's a pretty great it's place rare. to operate, yeah. right? I Is... certainly haven't always been in that position. Yeah. So to have it now, you know, I hope it lasts forever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, do you... I mean, do you feel like it's important f- to be in a positive influence on the people around you? Um, and I, I guess, I mean, like, not that you would think, no, I think it's a good idea to be a negative influence on the people around <laughs> right. you. But, like, do you feel like you, that that's like a leadership quality that you get to bring to your work to say, um, when I'm doing my work, I can just do it at a baseline level, or I can bring something extra to it that makes it better for the people that are around me? Like, is that important to you? Is that... Yeah, Do you think about those things? Um, So, I mean, I certainly obviously being negative has a poor impact on the workplace, but I I think I've seen the damage even ambivalence can have, you Mm -hmm. know, just kind of that showing up and not really showing that you care or not if you're there. Um, And so I I think positivity is definitely what what I've brought to my position and how I've seen it um, 
just really have a positive impact. There's people that I've worked with that may have been kind of difficult to interact with, but kind of through that attrition of just constantly mm-hmm. bringing that positivity, I've able I've been able to develop strong relationships with people I might not have um, mm-hmm. anticipated getting along with at first. Yeah. So I think it really opens a ton of doors if you can just be known as that positive person that's going to show up with a smile and fake it till we make it <laughs> if you need to. We're, we're going to get there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> What do you think makes a workplace desirable? So obviously it's part of your job is to say, hey, here's why it's going to be great to be here, right? Mm -hmm. So what what do you think some of those qualities are when you're talking to people? What are the things that you say? Well, beyond the obvious pay benefits, those are the ones people think of. But Mm -hmm. I think flexibility. I mean, I think part of why I love my current job so much is that flexibility. Um, A lot of employers are are looking at remote work now because it Mm -hmm. is so appealing, because it's such a great draw for candidates. Um, and it all comes back to that flexibility factor, being able to make that position fit their life and fit their needs and help them with their work-life balance. So I think, you know, number one, that's it. Uh, I think number two, secondary benefits, going back to that work-life balance, um, things that you might not necessarily see on your paycheck, but that are going to make life better. Um, we do a lot of like tuition reimbursement, Mm. do maternity leave, things that aren't like your hourly pay, but you know, make your long-term life with us better make it feasible to stay sure uh tell me about job club i had never heard of job club at all and then you posted about the other day and you basically said i could talk about job club all day Uh, i love job club yes so um job club is facilitated by bo kelly with a division of vocational rehab Mm -hmm. so that's a department of labor division that assists people typically with um disabilities, sometimes with reentry after incarceration, um, but basically people that might experience obstacles when trying to get into mm-hmm. employment. Um, so they host a club every Monday and um, sometimes it's Bo, sometimes he has an employer come and we just talk about things that might help them get a job. So um, we've talked about the application process, the interview process. Um, this most recent Monday, we talked about soft skills, which I think is mm-hmm. huge and it isn't touched on in a lot of really entry level discussions about employment. So, mm-hmm. um, I absolutely love it. It's something that's certainly not specifically in my job description, but it's mm-hmm. one of those kind of creative ways that you can acquire talent. And we certainly have, um, here in Fairbanks. And now that my position kind of branches over all of Alaska, I'm, I'm reaching out to the different Department of Labor's in those areas, seeing how we can get on board with the same thing. Oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, so every every uh, department has their own version. In Anchorage, they do Job X, um, which is not so much for um, the clients, but it's for the providers of those services all get together, mm-hmm. and then an employer will come and present the opportunities that they have to all these different um, service providers who then take it back to their clients. Back to their people. So everyone yeah. does it a little different, but yeah. it's cool either way. Interesting. And so mm-hmm. you, you're disabled to kind of go um, share, maybe offer some insight and expertise. So like, what are some, maybe not just for that, but mm-hmm. in general, what are some things that as somebody who's looking for talent out there, what are the kinds of qualities you're looking for? Now, clearly there are specific skills that may be, sure. but like when you're looking for what they bring to the table, what are the kind of things that are significant? Well, I think that the the hard skills or the, you know, um, experiences really 
kind of the smallest factor in finding mm-hmm. a really good candidate. You know, you're going to see the personality and soft skills play into it so much more. And I, you know, as I talk to the hiring managers in our company, I ask what's important to you in this role. And it, it hardly ever comes down to years of experience or mm-hmm. degrees or anything like that. They're like, I need someone that's a good culture fit. That's going to be really obsessed with our customer service, things like yeah. that. So I think that, you know, as people are preparing, you know, yes, your resume, you should look it over. It should be perfect. But, you know, I would focus more on your preparation going into the interview, that mm-hmm. first impression, all the way down to, you know, handshakes, eye contact. All yeah. That. yeah. I mean, that, that can really and especially since you're typically paired against people with similar experience, you know, the extra the extra personal touch or if you're able to let your passion show through in the interview. I mean, that's going to definitely take you all the way. Yeah. Those can be real big differentiators Absolutely. right, to make you kind of stand out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I've been here for 22 years. It's been at least 22 years since I've done a job interview <laughs> at all. I, I had, I had toyed around with the idea of us having a mock interview, but I'm like, that will be a gigantic trainer. <laughs> Everyone loves role playing, right? <clears throat> yeah, right. So, but what, what advice would you have for people who are afraid of that or maybe don't feel like that? They're great on paper, but man, I'm, I'm going to crumble when I have to sit down across from this person and have this scary interview. I think that's everyone. I mean, that's that's me for sure. <laughs> I I teach interview skills workshops and going into my own interviews, I am still terrified. Yeah. Um, but I think the best thing you can do for yourself is the preparation. Um, you know, of course, researching the company, knowing what you're walking into, knowing what that role is and, you know, who might be a good fit for it. And then sitting down with your own experience and making sure you can speak intelligently about yourself. Um, one practice I always recommend and I, that I follow myself is sit down with your resume and just look at your experience and look, um, think up things you were proud of or excited about, about in each job. And you may not know every question that they're going to ask you, but if you have a handful of things you're really excited to talk about, um, you can fit those into any question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How important... Uh, is the act of asking questions of the interviewer. Very, like, I would say. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think that you should ask for the sake of asking, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't have a genuine question, that's that. Um, but it typically, you know, if if you have a question, it shows A, you've done your research, B, yeah. you're interested and you're thinking critically about the role. So I think that always reflects really, really well on a candidate when they have a couple questions of their own. Yeah, I, I, I mean, th- this is this is my arrogance coming out here. But I'd like to think that we're at Dateline. We're fairly visible. We do a lot of stuff in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I do a lot of speaking and all this kind of stuff. And so when people come in here, and it's like they have no clue about anything that we do, it's always a little bit disheartening. Not from like an ego stroke kind of thing, but it's like clearly you didn't just yeah. Google. I mean, just use the Google for a second. <laughs> the and Google. so, uh, yeah. Um, I, and I don't know if you know Beth Richards from, um, Alaska salmon bake, but she posts some of the craziest experiences she has with people who, who are applying for jobs at the salmon bake. Yeah. Um, uh, just, yeah. Having some context for what the job is and what the company does goes a really long way towards establishing yourself as an, a, a pers- prospective employee, who's got some idea what's going on. Well, that's, that's absolutely it. Just like you said, we have Google, you know, yeah. it's as simple as that. So with it being so easy to get that information, and if you haven't done that step, it's not, it's not a great indicator of what's to follow. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> um, we, we are both introverts, I believe. Very true. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, 
So how do you manage that? You definitely have, you got to interact with lots of people in in the people business. (laughs) Um, And you seem to be, uh, you put yourself in situations. You're doing networking events and you're like, you're putting yourself out there. How do you manage that? Well, it's a work in progress. It is definitely just a skill to be developed like anything else. You know, I think that if someone could hear my internal monologue (laughs) as I begin to approach someone to network, they would probably lock me up. (laughs) It's definitely, it's definitely, um, an effort, but at the end of the day, it's just a skill to develop just like anything else. So, you know, I, I was really inspired by someone I met at a networking event that just walked up to every single person and said, hello, I'm, I'm blank yeah. and, and just, it was impressive to see. And so I've always kind of taken that as a model of thinking, you know, maybe if, if I do this, someone else will be inspired mm-hmm. to feel more comfortable. And so I think at those networking events, pretty much everyone's miserable and trying really hard. <laughs> so you have yeah. to remember that, you know, yeah. and they're there, they came there to talk to you. They didn't come yeah. there to be left alone. It's an event. Um, so I think just kind of building those thoughts up in your head and then going for it and then getting home as soon as possible and sitting quietly for a while. <laughs> Definitely with the introverts, it's about the recharge period. Yeah, so. that, that's absolutely what it is for me. I think a lot of people are are surprised or they sort of like give me this side eye like you're an introvert. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it really is. I don't I don't dislike people. And I, I actually like I one on one. I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, the crowds, the networking, the introducing yourself to somebody, I like. <laughs> yeah. I just feel so backwards. So is is the work travel you've been doing? Is this like a kind of a new addition? Is this something you've done for a long time? Or um, a little of both. So up until a couple months ago, I was the HR manager for just our store here in Fairbanks, mm-hmm. um, and that position was basically reorganized away. So that's not a role that exists with Lowe's any longer, um, which is why I'm in this great new position. Yeah. Um, so previously I was just going, you know, maybe once a month for meetings with my peer group. Mm -hmm. Um, but now my territory covers all of Alaska, our five stores. Um, so obviously there's a much larger need for me to, to be in Anchorage or Wasilla near Mm -hmm. those. And then additionally, there's been, you know, a lot of training that comes with a whole new, we call it the HR transformation. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's basically a whole new, um, organization and system rollout. And so there's been considerable training to come with that. So my peer group is all, um, from Alaska, Hawaii, and all up and down the West coast. So, um, we, we have to get together pretty regularly to stay, stay brushed up traveling more is that something you enjoy is it something that is a challenge both Um, (laughs) probably both both. yeah Yeah. yeah. i mean i think the number one complaint anyone who travels a lot would have is being away from home you know we don't have kids but we still have a home that's comfortable Mm -hmm. i have pets um so of course that's the challenge but it's also great to get out of get out of you know your regular view once in a while fairbanks is a small town and that's why i love it but you know if you were to never leave it could get a little claustrophobic (laughs) um so to be able to step out and see different environments or you know just kind of get out of my element i think is a good growth opportunity um and the people watching cannot be beat. <laughs> you know, yes. if you've lived in Airports Fairbanks long enough, you've seen yeah. the same people over and over. And so it's nice to get out and see how the rest of the world is living. Um, yeah. 
I am I am always amazed that I don't know everyone in the Seattle airport. I just for some reason I just think that everyone at the Fairbanks when a uh, flight to mm-hmm. Fairbanks, I feel like I should know every single person there. I'm like I've never seen this person in my Where'd life. You come where from? where why are you coming? To, of course there are people coming to Fairbanks that don't live there. I have to remind myself of that. But uh, but yes, my wife is a huge people watching fan. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, she was uh, she was in Vegas at the HR conference. You were in Vegas, I was. and then she was like hot on your heels. And, <laughs> Um, so she was down at the Sherm conference yep. and, um, when she got dropped off at the airport, she said, I'm going to read my book and people watch That was yep. what, what her plan was because yeah, you, especially in Vegas, you can't beat the you Vegas all people watching. Of, you see all sorts of stuff. <laughs> it's just, that is a whole different planet, but that's good for you. It's good not to yep. live in a vacuum all the time. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And you know, I rack up some miles. So yeah. not only do I get to, you know, travel for work, but it allows me to, you know, take a trip for myself, sure. you know, sometime during the year. So yeah. Um, you, you got any travel tips, any things that help keep you sane when you're, are you, are you doing mostly day trips? Are you, it depends. I do a lot know. of day trips and then, you know, three day trips and yeah. week long trips. Those yeah. are about the increments. Um, TSA pre-check. Yeah. I got that this year and that is a game changer. So yes. if you're someone that travels, um, not necessarily in the Fairbanks airport, does it make a huge difference? Yeah. But in the larger airports, you feel you feel like a god. You just, just get walk to straight through, right past. like your VIP. Yeah. So that for sure, um, you know, especially on the longer trips, definitely bringing comforts of home, even if it's just like maybe like a candle or a room spray. When I was when I was doing yoga a lot, I bring my yoga mat. Yeah. You know, just little things to not make it feel like a sterile hotel room yeah. like that. If it's a real long trip, I'll bring a little picture. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. the bedside, you know, so just just things to feel a little cozier in yeah. a not so cozy situation. When I was a kid, like going to a hotel was the coolest thing Absolutely. in the universe, mm-hmm. right? But the Cable. more you're in them, the more it's just like, oh yeah, this is like every other hotel that's yeah. ever existed. Like it's home, just, but yeah, worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I find that I pride myself on my key in the door to pajama time, <laughs> especially if it's oh, yeah. you know later in the evening. I mean, I can I can get unpacked and in my jammies in like minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is something that's important. It's a me. good thing that yeah. that door, you know, closes quickly behind yes. you because I'm yes. already like halfway You're to the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I when I, I I don't travel as much as I used to. But in like 2015, I traveled a lot that year. And the, the one thing I did that like changed my world was to have a toiletry kit that's just it's just a duplicate of everything I have in my regular oh, life ready to go. I like it. Um, so that I didn't have to wait until like I showered or whatever to head to the airport. I, everything was in that and I could have my other stuff at home. That's that really was like a little smart. luxury I made for myself. I might have to um, take that from me because that's that's definitely a stumbling point for me. Just yeah. having to wait till the morning after and then throwing all your so, wet stuff in a bag. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have expensive makeup. I know that I've told I've told this to a few women that have said like, oh, it would cost me a fortune to have... I'll go, yeah, I didn't think Not about the makeup, that. But the, but, the toilet But yeah, lots of, you know, deodorant. <laughs> yeah. And this, yeah My makeup stuff. lives in the travel, travel yeah, it's bag just ready at this to point. Go. <laughs> it never comes back out anymore. <laughs> yeah. What do you love most about what you do? Mm, there's so much. I really think the the autonomy i think especially i don't i can't speak for every talent acquisition position but the one that i'm in just the freedom that i'm given to you know i've said this before connect meaningfully in ways mm-hmm. that are that 
are relevant to us locally. You know, I'm not given a program that I need to follow that's the same from New York to Alaska. Yeah. They're saying, go out there, connect with people, connect with the community, find the talent. And that's that's the guideline. Yeah. Um, so that enables me to participate in job clubs. In um, Lemonade Day Alaska, we recently had where um, they're teaching business skills yeah. to youth. Um, so I got to reach out and participate in that and just things that, you know, might not catch the eye on the national level, but mean a lot to us here in Fairbanks Mm -hmm. and in Alaska. So that's my absolute favorite part. Just being able to connect with people flexibly. Yeah. That is a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Autonomy is kind of a favorite of mine. (laughs) It's, it's going to be hard to go back if my situation ever changes. And yeah, I mean, I just, I have life great. When you talk about job club, you're talking about people who maybe have some challenges Mm -hmm. getting into the workforce, uh, for any number of reasons. Um, how cool is it? to be able to um, be a part of that, maybe bring somebody in and see them perform well, um, knowing that you gave them opportunity that maybe not everyone would have given them. Well, you caught me in a lie because that actually might be my favorite part. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. You know, now that I think about it, um, it's great. Yeah. So a little backstory, I, my initial career pursuit was going to be social work, um, but you know, it's, incredibly draining, (laughs) however fulfilling. And so I think I've kind of found a a wonderful middle ground in in where I am now, where I am still in a position to help people Mm -hmm. um, without just quite so much emotional Mm -hmm. drain. Power to the people that can do that. I'm a softie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's a a heavy lift. I really struggle with that, you know, keeping that boundary. So um, it's incredible. You know, there's people that I, I started doing job club about a year ago and I have an employee that I met there at my very first job club. Mm -hmm. He came in and applied and we worked really closely with him and he's celebrating a year or so at Lowe's now. And so uh, to meet someone when they've reached out for services and they might be struggling um, and then to be able to watch them on their success journey, there's, there's no better feeling. I, that seems I pretty cool. I absolutely love it. <laughs> that seems pretty cool. And the same way to, you know, people that already work for us to, to kind of work with them to develop their careers, maybe do interview prep with them, encourage them to apply for that promotion. Yeah. Being able to see that over the, over the last couple of years has just been really rewarding too. That's pretty fantastic. I mean, I think that that we, we talked earlier a little bit about like what makes a workplace desirable. And like, those are definitely parts of it. like the, the idea that your employer or the people you work with would have a vested interest in seeing you be successful and yeah. grow and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Not everyone enjoys that. So that's, <laughs> that's pretty great. So you started out in, in the social work field. I started out with a social work major Okay. Yeah. and what got me interested in that was, uh, volunteering with an organization called outside in, in Portland, Oregon. Um, and they provide services to mainly the homeless or to at-risk youth. Um, we had a medical clinic, we had housing, and then we had like um, job services. So one of the as- uh, facets of the organization I worked in was a dog daycare that was per- for profit, but they brought in at-risk youth to mm-hmm. work there, teach them job skills, um, you know, social skills, yeah. things like that. And so, you know, working with that demographic got me so inspired and amped up. Um, and that's what got me back to school to attend for social work. Um, but then I, I think I just took a realistic look mm-hmm. at that and realized that I absolutely love the business side. I am also very data driven. I yeah. love my Excel spreadsheets. And, um, so a lot, we, we live in a culture that's very much like college degree is super important, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have a degree. I don't begrudge anybody that does have a degree. Um, I don't need, I don't have a a point to prove about not having Mm -hmm. a degree, but um, that wasn't how my situation worked out. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, my wife has a master's, so there you go. Um, but I, there are so many opportunities that exist for people that um, maybe a degree isn't, maybe they can't afford to do that, mm-hmm. maybe that's just not something they're interested in. Um, and so you talked about job skills, that mm-hmm. teaching those job skills are important. So whether somebody wants to go into the trades or wants to do some other kind of, they've got other plans for what they want their work to be, um, there are these fundamental job skills that are showing up on time, you know, like those right. kind of things that seem to me, they seem obvious to me. They seem like, well, that's just what people do, but it's not, it's not obvious <laughs> to everybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and that's why things like job club are in place yeah. or, you know, um, we've partnered with UAF before and we've done, you know, interview and resume skills there. It's yeah. just, if it's not something, if you haven't had someone in your life to teach you that, then you don't necessarily know it. And I think that, you know, yeah. I was lucky that I was always kind of given that guidance, yeah. but, but a lot of people don't have that. And so to assume that that's the basics, you know, I, I've had to rethink that. Yeah. Definitely. Well, it must be cool to be able to participate in, I would imagine, I mean, Lowe's, you have a, a wide gamut of education levels, like in terms Very. of, you know, mm-hmm. how far people have gone in education from, uh, from, because it's this is a deep organization. My organization's flat. There's like, there's yeah. me, and then there's everybody that <laughs> else that's here. So there's not a lot of granularity. But um, yeah, that must be really interesting to be to see people in a number of different um, career paths um, and get to be a part of their success. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know I, exactly like you said. I really. I, a degree is absolutely necessary for some things. You know, mm-hmm. I want my doctor to have a degree. Yeah, that's pretty um, important to me too. But I think it really does come down to skills and enthusiasm and that, you know, kind of hunger for personal development. Yeah. Um, the HR man- manager position that I initially applied for asked for a bachelor's degree and yeah. I do not have one. And I applied and I was like, I can do this job. I can do great at this job. And here I am. That's awesome. And this, the role that I'm in right now, you know, they recommended you have a degree, but I think that if you, have that aspect of personal development it doesn't necessarily be need to be in the form of a certificate so yeah yeah and it's interesting just kind of a side note lowe's is participating in this kind of like social movement called generation t Mm -hmm. where we've recognized that we've pushed people so um so much towards the the college degree that we're really lacking in the skilled trades. There's yeah. going to be this huge deficit in carpenters and appliance repair and electricians. Yeah. Um, so they're they're starting this campaign to like make the make the skilled trades more appealing to this this current generation. Yeah. Um, and we're doing some things like we'll pay for your your pre apprenticeship we call it. And oh, things. Wow. So yeah. so Lowe's definitely is on board with um, the alternate route alternatives yeah yeah <laughs> so you said this generation uh so gen the millennials sorry <laughs> the millennials get all sorts of bad press right the i millennials... think i'm a very old millennial <laughs> i'm 30 so i think i'm in that all right so you're the problem <laughs> that's, that's what it. I, that's what i'm I hearing can't get all over my the dang place. phone <laughs> um i mean is this real or is this just every generation thinks the next generation is lazy. I mean, like, it seems like that's the, that's that's been what we've always said, right? Yeah, I think that's it. I think it's a matter of understanding. You know, I, I think I saw a quote about, about the youth not being able to keep their, their heads out of newspapers and books, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and that was from someone that's probably 120 (laughs) now. And so it really does just trickle down and it's a lack of, 
understanding of the technology they're using and how they're using it. You know, I I may be on my phone, but I'm accessing the entire world's worth of information there. So um, I think it's all just perspective. I think we're doomed to not understand the the folks after us. (laughs) Uh, Get off my lawn, you crazy (laughs) Exactly. Slow down. You guys seem to, and this is completely anecdotal in the moment. I'm just like pouring back over every time I've been in Lowe's, but <laughs> you seem to have a, a pretty strong mix of age groups that work there. Um, how valuable is that to have people from different experience levels? You know, you, I'm sure you have people who are just starting, people mm-hmm. who are at the end of their careers and are looking for something to do uh, in retirement, maybe, you know. Yeah, we have um, a lot of that. <laughs> how, how valuable is it to have those different influences at play in the same It's incredibly valuable. It's definitely the most dynamic workplace I've ever worked in because, you know, in a lot of places you just naturally get the same demographic. They may have the same interest or the same experience. Um, Whereas with us, it's just not the case. Like you said, we have a lot of retirees. We have students. We have every single thing in between. Um, And it's a great place for people to learn from one another and come to those understandings. Um, I've been able to see a lot of friendships that you might not see yeah. <laughs> outside. Um, but, but at the same time, you know, it's also explosive. You have a lot of different points <laughs> of views, a lot of different upbringings. And so, especially from the perspective of an HR manager, it kept yeah. me on my toes. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I, as the, the older I've gotten, the more I really appreciated the time I got to spend with my grandparents when I was younger. Yeah. And I think it's good for both of us, right? Like it's good for me to hear about the depression and why I'm, like my grandma could not understand how lazy we were and I didn't understand it at all. <laughs> like I'm like, I don't know what the problem is. Grandma, everything seems to be just fine. But she had gone through a time that was very different than right. what we were experiencing. And so she had a different perspective and I got to learn about that. But then also for for her as an older person to be around young people, like I think that's good for you too is to like get that f- energy and to enjoy the youthfulness. So I, I do love when I see that mixture taking place in the workplace mm. where people can really learn from one another. And hopefully, hopefully we're listening a little bit yeah. and can, can really learn about um, the things that, that drive us and the things that are important to well, I think it's, it's the same as travel, you know, stepping outside of that, that wind tunnel of your own perspective. Yeah. So, you know, whether it's experiencing someone that doesn't live here or someone that's from a different age group, you know, it's all just broadening your horizons and taking on new perspectives you might not have yeah. come in contact with. So, yeah, absolutely. I, and I feel like that's when you really get old, when you stop doing that. That's the marker sure. of like... All right, I'm done. Like <laughs> when you, when you're unwilling, yeah, to say there might be something new and interesting to learn today. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to go there. I, I would <laughs> prefer to skip that. Thanks for hanging out with me for a little bit. My absolute pleasure. I very much appreciate it. I love the the vibes you're putting out. Um, I love the way you seem to be going about the work, and I love that you love that you get to make an impact in your work, and that you get to show up every day and do cool stuff. I think that that's fantastic. Your words are too kind. And Thank now you. I can cross podcast off my, my bucket list. You done did it. <laughs> that's Something amazing. New. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to The Spark, our weekly email for people who want to do their very best work. All the details are at datelinedigital.com forward slash spark.